Hey everybody, welcome to You Got a Friend in Me, a Randy Newman podcast. Today, if you haven't read the <laughs> this show description, I'm joined by comedian Glenn Tickle, who's a good friend of mine. Hey Glenn, how are you? Hello there. I like that you say a Randy Newman podcast. Are there a bunch of them? Is this like... There is... Okay. okay. Is it like so true crime and then Randy Newman co- podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> and then comedians interviewing when... each other? Absolutely. Um, there... Did you just say a bunch of Randy Newmans interviewing each other? Comedians interviewing each other. Okay. But I would I... listen to I would listen to two people doing a Randy Newman impression interviewing each other as if they were both Randy <laughs> Newman. I would listen to that <sighs> three hours a week every week. Well, now I have to change the format of the show. Thanks, Glenn. <laughs> um, there is one other, and I have been in contact with them. It's called Wheel of Randy, where two songs of Randy Newman's are randomly selected. Okay. And you talk about them. I've listened to a couple episodes. It's pretty fun. Starting off, what was your first experience with Randy Newman? Like, when did you first become aware of the man? I probably heard stuff from him earlier than this, but like the first time anybody, I think, said his name to me, uh, other than like the Toy Story song being vaguely familiar, was in college. I have a friend who hates Randy Newman so much because of oh, the song short on. people i think we oh. talked about him uh yes. last time we saw each other he like yeah he's a he's not a tall man and randy newman short people he hates it so much and <laughs> because he's short so like he heard it his whole life uh he gets uh-huh. got made fun of for his height and then there was like a chart topping song about how short people are worthless and shouldn't even be alive and like regardless of the fact that the song is satire he's like i don't care like it made my life worse because that song exists in the world i don't care if he wrote that song from toy story everyone likes a lot and i'm like fair point man but i don't know sail away that album rules (laughs) oh it's it slaps it's a good one um so Couple of the, that's so funny because short people i just did a podcast with um my other co-host for this show um scott inarante called i can't remember the exact type but it's something to the effect of this is the greatest song i've ever heard in my life is the name okay. of the podcast it's like a fallout boy song and i sh- i chose short people because it is the best song i've ever heard in my goddamn life <laughs> so what's your friend's name uh my friend's name is kev and he send uh, him will, on. He will never forgive Randy Newman. He might, he might be down to talk about it. Uh, he, yeah, he, he's not a comic. I he's, would... he's one of my rare not comedian friends. He works in advertising. He's a funny guy. That, he might do it. You know, I would love that. I would love a non-funny perspective on Randy Newman. I want a because... very serious, angry take on Randy Newman. Short. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the people crave. Who's... Yeah. I'm not particularly tall either, so I feel like the, you know. I didn't get tall until high school, so mm, I I don't know. But now I am, so it's hard to be. It's like how when I was a kid, (laughs) like, liking Star Wars was still, like, a legitimate thing you would get bullied for. And now, like, Mm -hmm. everyone, like, Star Wars is the coolest thing a nine-year-old can be into. Meanwhile, like, when I was in fourth grade, I was still, like, getting shoved into lockers for it. (laughs) And now I'm like. Well, I can't still be mad. I can't, as a 38-year-old man, be like, yeah, I got picked on because I liked the most popular entertainment franchise in the history of the world. 
<laughs> that is so weird that people were anyway i can't get into a star wars tangent otherwise this will quickly yeah. become randy newman should have scored else. star wars is all i'm saying oh that would be so good that how good would, would the actually... randy newman cover of the most eisley theme be it would be incredible the cantina <laughs> Can... song but played by randy yeah. newman oh boy now here's the thing glenn what would that sound like it would actually it would sound a lot like uh that the version of it in episode two of book of boba fett it oh would, sure yeah <laughs> it would be not dissimilar <laughs> that's that's fair now what i was trying to prompt you to do is we have a segment we i have a segment on the show and that is when i have a guest on i have them to ask them can you do your best randy newman impression for me please oh uh and try not to be too mean-spirited i might have to work up to it i don't know i'm i don't i can't do impressions because i don't i'm not good at them uh I could probably, I could try. If you were, if, okay. I, if I had to sing, I genuinely don't think I would be able to do that because uh, singing in public is my biggest fear. I think well, I, if, well, I'll try working up to it. I don't know. I don't know that I have a Randy Newman impression. Like, I'm not, I don't have one prepared. I know. And that's why I spring it on him because I think bad <laughs> impressions Because you think I would are... sit around practicing. <laughs> exactly. And I think bad impressions are better than good impressions 100% of the time. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So I guess I'll I'll hit you at the end of the episode and I'll remind me. I'll think, I'll try you. to think about it in the background of what it would sound you like. You can just, you know, sing You Got a Friend in Me, that's the one everyone knows, or whatever. Generally when people come to my home, I play the piano and I let them <laughs> I like I know a few of his songs. I'm like, which one do you want? So you picked for your song Simon Smith and the Amazing Dancing Bear. Yes. When did you first hear this song? Uh, I think pretty recently, like really, okay, within the past decade, it's not like I grew up bopping out to mm. this song, uh, <laughs> but I, I forget why I started listening to Randy Newman pretty heavily. Uh, oh, He'll no, I just in. I genuinely just remembered the like exact moment where I was like, oh, I should check out Randy Newman, uh, the, the NPR show Bullseye. Uh, hosted oh, by yeah, Jesse yeah, Thorne. Yeah. They don't do yeah, that anymore. Great interview. But the the end of every episode used to be a segment uh, called The Outshot, where he Jesse Thorne would just recommend a thing he really likes that he thinks people mm. should check out. And uh, the one week it was the song Sail Away from the album mm. Sail Away. And uh, he does, it's like a, an essay essentially about the whatever the thing that he likes is. So I'm like, oh, all right, I'll. I, I'm vaguely familiar with Randy Newman. I know my friend hates him a whole bunch. Uh, like, I'll go, <laughs> I'll check out Randy. So I listened to the album, and I was like, this is like wall-to-wall. Bangers isn't the right word, because they're like kind of sad Randy Newman songs, but like, sure, it's a great album. It's And quality. then that was probably when I, like, the, the deepest I got into a Randy Newman phase was probably that, that time. And then I was mm-hmm. watching The Muppet Show with my children, mm-hmm. And the Muppet version of Simon Smith came on, and I was like, "This is g- great!" Like, it's a gen- I, for some reason, Randy Newman fans hate that version of it. I think it is downright whimsical. It's hard to hate a Muppets thing. It does. Yeah. It does wildly miss the point of the song, uh, and then it's just like a fun version of it. It's fine. It's puppet singing. Like, it's I don't understand yeah. how anybody can be that upset by it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Simon Smith and his amazing dancing bear. 
I can borrow a coat to wear. Oh, I'd step out in style with my sincere smile and my dancing bear. Outrageous, alarming, courageous, charming. Oh, who would think a boy and bear could be well accepted everywhere? It's just amazing how fair people can be. But then, like, I, I, I started thinking more about the song because they got it. It felt so different watching Scooter sing it than listening to Randy <laughs> Newman. And I think it was that kind of, like, the, the, the two ideas of how this song is being presented, like the album version and then the yeah. cartoonish Muppet version. Where it is like, no, this is a song about a delightful child and his fun bear having a great time. Where I think in reality, and I looked up like the song meaning before this because I've thought a lot Mm -hmm. about it and I never thought to like check in and see what Randy thinks. I don't think there's a bear, Tristan. I think think the bear is a lie. And I looked it up before (laughs) this and on Wikipedia it says it is a song about uh, like a, a... a, ch- a child of meager means, I think is how mm-hmm. Wikipedia worded it, and his <laughs> just... dancing bear. And I'm like, yeah. there's not a bear. A, a, a child living on the streets is not caring for a bear that can perform. Like, it's yeah. Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. essentially. Like, he might have a bear, uh. but it is a stuffed bear for sure. It's not... He's not traveling the streets with a bear. And people are like, yeah, come on. Come into our restaurant child and bear sure we'll feed you won't we and which then makes the muppet version weirder because then it's just like yeah no it's about it's a fun song about a bear like it's it's not it is a sad song about a poor child who's dreaming of not even success like of just not being poor and his idea of like I know how I know how I can get out of my dire straits is I'll train a bear to dance and then people will like me. I'm like, yeah, kid, that's great. That's a great plan. Yeah. And as a as as a guy who grew up as a child of modest means or whatever crap Wikipedia said about the kid in the song, uh, the idea that like you come up with this ridiculous plan to better your situation, great, I absolutely. Love it. This. If I had to pick a Randy Newman song to make a movie out of, it would be this one, and it would be bleak. It would be be sad. Um, The kid's going to die at the end of the movie. You know he's going to die. He's not making it. He's singing this song to himself as he's freezing to death on the streets. That's what this song is about. Oh, that's sad. That is very sad, Glenn, the image I just had. Yeah. He's clutching his little stuffed bear, singing it to himself, looking little match girl style into the large plate glass window of a of a fancy restaurant. (laughs) Uh, That's such a okay. So the okay, I had to you. I have to unpack a lot of what you just said. I've been. I was. I don't know if I don't know how much of a crossover this show has with your other show. Uh, but I have been on your other show to talk about clinical depression, so I don't know if those two. I don't know if these two are related. I don't know if one has anything to do with the other. I, I'm gonna hazard a guess as to say yes. Um, at least I mean you can't. You know. Um, okay, so I think it's a very interesting perspective. I I was wondering if you had heard the Muppets version, and yeah, the Muppets yeah. version is weird and obviously silly, and you just kind of completely remove it from the original context of the song. Obviously, 
I never once assumed there was a real bear of any kind, even a stuffed bear. I don't, because it's just, it's a metaphor, right? It's about being, in my mind, it's about being working class and working for the man figuratively. You know what I mean? Like everyone's in this impoverished state and it's like fine to be different if you can get something out of it, right? Yeah. Which I've also seen that's like a lot of people are like, it's a metaphor for being strange and people accepting you if you give them a little something. And as like, as a comedian, I empathize with that. Um, right. I mean, the line, I, who needs money when you're funny? Like, as, exactly. again, like as a depressed young person uh, pursuing a career in comedy, you're like, hell yeah, <laughs> Simon, you get it, man. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Um, but... Yeah, I, it never occurred to me that there was an actual bear. And I also never, you know, it's... We, when Randy talks about this song, he says something very interesting. Is like, And I think if you listen to the co our coverage of Sail Away, I think I probably already made this point, but... He talks about it as a short story. It's not, like, grounded in any sort of reality of his life, obviously. And it's just, like, a fun, short story that he wrote and when i first heard it i assumed it was somehow linked to some ip you know what i mean i was like oh is there <laughs> a theme song for the children's show simon smith and his amazing <laughs> dancing bear or like saturday there was a morning book cartoons series? from the 80s <laughs> yeah 100 percent. or there was like a book series or something yeah. i was like okay so there's there's winnie the pooh there's paddington and then there's simon smith <laughs> obviously and then immediately i was like oh no so yeah. he just wrote a, a short story which is great. Um, and he also points to this song. He wrote this when he was about like 18, 19. Real young. And he goes, this is the song that I knew I could write. Because the, I don't know, the structure to it is really, really fun. And it bounces along. And it also has that crazy um, outro, which I fell in love with immediately. Yes. But there's like a lot of internal rhyme as well, which is great. I don't know. I we really covered on our talking about sail away, but like the idea of I may go out tomorrow if I can borrow a coat to wear. This guy is not doing good. Yeah. So do you think it's a child or like a like someone like a young adult? I always picture I it as like an eight year old. I always picture I pictured it like a like a twenty something, to be honest. Okay. Like, that's living in a house, a squatter's abode, <laughs> with sure. a bunch of other 20-somethings, and he's going to go busk, you know? You know, it's a comedy. I did think a lot about this song when I was watching the movie Inside Lewin Davis. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Which is, like, not quite as sad as, as my child dying on the street movie, but, like, not far off. As like that's true. He he's just he's a a guy trying to make it, and he he is you know basically at if I can borrow a coat to wear level in that movie. Yeah, um, absolutely. And oh, when he asks to borrow money for the abortion from his friend, and then he's yeah. like, "Yeah, no, no, never mind, never mind." It's so he's such a bum and a scumbag. It's so good. <laughs> he's just an absolute. If it was like. I'm so glad they cast Oscar Isaac because if it was anybody else, you'd be like, "Fuck that guy." Yeah. But then since it's, it's Oscar, hard to make that like, character. Mm. I mean, not he's not likable, but like, you pay attention in the movie the whole time. It's not <laughs> That's like, true. If it was, 
I'm trying to think of someone I, who I can use as an example without like dumping on too hard. But I don't think sure. I would watch that movie with like Adam Driver, who is also in that movie. But yeah. yeah, but I mean, as Lewin Davis. Yeah, yeah, as Lewin Davis. Yeah, absolutely. Like it would, it would be a completely different vibe. Yeah. Where yeah. I, I I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of the last thing I saw. Adam Driver was in uh, Annette, and yeah. I couldn't finish that movie. Uh, I don't blame Mr. Driver. <laughs> He's great in other stuff. <laughs> I love him in that TikTok <laughs> meme about soup. I don't know what movie that's yep. from, but that is from that. Girls, the series Girls. <laughs> love that audio every time it comes across my for you page. Good soup. <laughs> but yeah, um, so you think it's a okay, okay. Have I you think heard it's like an hearing, imaginary bear? An ima- so I like the Calvin and Hobbes thing. Again, that kind of harkens back to can I get the rights to make a comic of this? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> hmm. Um have you heard the Harry Nielsen version? Yeah, actually, today I listened to every cover version of this song I could find on uh, the streaming service that I use. And one thing that I noticed, the the Nielsen version included, is a lot of people sound like they're doing a a Randy Newman impression. Seen at the nicest places where well-fed faces all stop to stare. Like yeah. the Nielsen one, I think is the most egregious example of this, um, <laughs> where it, it's like it, it almost makes it sound like he's making fun of them. But I know that they were friends, uh, so even if it was, it was like it wouldn't be hilarious if I tried to do this one like you. Uh, like yeah. I've done that. Like I have uh, a friend, uh, Pat Jansen, who I've performed with a lot as a comic, and like we used to go to open mics, and like whichever one of us was up first would do the other one's set. And oh, that's be like, ha, yeah, idiot. I'm gonna do I'm gonna go do a Pat Jansen impression for five minutes and then you have to figure <laughs> out something else to do. What a fun mean trick to play on a friend. Yes. Oh yeah, especially because like when we were both starting out and like we didn't necessarily have much more than the five minutes that we were planning on doing. <laughs> so it's like I'm gonna do your best bits, idiot. Go figure something else out. <laughs> I I think you're right about the Neil set. I heard it for the first time today. I like the violin in it though. It's a lot more yeah. peppy. It feels almost like um, a carnival. Well, Nilsson you know. is just generally a lot more fun than Randy Newman, <laughs> like musically. Yeah, yeah. I like them both a lot. Uh, there's like there's uh, he gives us all his love on Sail Away yeah. is mm-hmm. genuinely one of the funniest songs I've ever heard in my life. Uh, it's it's it is a gospel song about god and if, i'm assuming the listeners have heard it but like yeah the idea it is the way like people have latched on to making fun of the phrase thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. it's that but like about god <laughs> where it's like <laughs> hey yeah no i know i know you guys are all uh dying and uh there's there's ch- sick children 
But hey, guys, I, you got all my love. It's fine. Like you'll yeah. get through this. <laughs> Hang in there, friends. You're like, well, yeah. I mean, you're omnipotent. You can do whatever you want. But the love. I mean, we. It's not that we don't appreciate the love there, G. Just you know, maybe, maybe do do a little more. But do it's presented anything? so earnestly that like. Yeah. I think the way people don't realize like, sail away or short people are satire. It's like this guy really hates short people. Why is he so yeah. into slavery? Like. It's, <laughs> Yeah, it, you, it's kind of it, easy to miss that layer of it. Absolutely, and it's unfortunate because like he is just a satirist most of the time. Yeah, and I can't imagine. I don't. I can't imagine like not understanding that. Even something like I. I feel like when <laughs> when the city council of Los Angeles was like, "Let's make I Love L.A." the theme song. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, did you listen to it? <laughs> right. Did you? Listen it's like to Cleveland it? being like, guys, burn on. Just play burn on. <laughs> yeah. At every mayor inauguration, whatever. Oh Just heck God. yeah, man. But yeah. Have you heard the song Davy the Fat Boy off of his first album? Uh, not recently enough to like call it up from memory. Okay, it's kind of in my mind is kind of a companion piece, but essentially, it's about this guy who's like, oh my friend's parents died and they said, please take care of our son when we die. Please, please, please. We need someone to look after him. And he goes, yes, I will. And then immediately starts making him dance for money on the street. (laughs) As one does. As one does. And I feel like Simon Smith, it might be in my mind. A crossover (laughs) event of a century. It's a cross. Exactly. It's like Simon Smith. It's Davey is simon in a weird way it's the same like the inverse simon smith (laughs) i want to see him fight to the death for my amusement yeah no here's the thing when you said davy versus simon smith now were you thinking like batman versus superman or kenny versus spenny (laughs) (laughs) what a deep cut man yeah that one now i meant batman but that's i would much rather see them compete in weird games they make up yeah that sounds incredible yes uh, but yeah, I I almost assumed. I'm impressed that for whatever reason, I assumed that you you had either never seen the Muppets or that was your first uh, viewing I, of the song. I'm familiar with the Muppets and all all their great works. Um, I had actually yeah. I'd probably seen mm-hmm. the bit with Simon Smith before. Mm-hmm. The time I'm like, because I wasn't that familiar with Randy Newman like as a kid. So if I would have seen that episode as a child i've been like this is fine yeah sure make fozzy dance yeah can i ask you um as a professional comedian what's funny about that bit about i don't think i yeah i don't think i get the bit uh it's been a while since i watched it so it's scooter singing it rolf's playing the piano Mm -hmm. and i is it fozzy dancing or is it yeah fozzy is like no, it's Fozzie, and he's like okay. got a chain around his neck. I think that's or what something. I thought. Right, yeah. so they're presenting it as we don't I lost, understand. I lost your audio there, bud. Am I back now? You are back now. Okay. Uh, the Muppets are presenting it as just like no, there's no deeper layer here. Mm-hmm. It is. This is just a song about a child or okay, young so it's man just... who has a bear that dances. <laughs> okay. And so it's we just have silly. we have a bear. So sure, <laughs> have him. Come Someone out. heard the song, and I think like 
Jim Henson and the people who worked on the Muppets, I think, were hip enough to get it. Like, <laughs> I, I saw, I think pretty recently, like, somebody on Twitter, like, really dumping on. They posted the clip, like, this is the worst version of this song that I could ever imagine. I'm like, calm down. It's fine. But no. their point was, like, it's not a song. It's not a song about, like, how great it is to have a dancing bear. Uh, it's it's a bleak song about a dying child. I've made that very clear. Uh, <laughs> but I don't – the thing is, like, I nothing to answer your question succinctly of what is funny about this bit. There's nothing funny about it. it, it like, sometimes the Muppets cute. just did a song. Like That's fair. I forget that. It is a variety show, after all. Yeah, like when they had Harry Belafonte <laughs> on, like, sure, there was, there were banana puppets singing along with Deo, <laughs> but, like, it's not that funny. It's just, hey, we have Harry Belafonte, let's have him sing his very good song that we all listen to all the time, because it's 1967 or whatever. Why did you pick this one? Uh, probably, it's my, I think it's genuinely my favorite Randy Newman song. Uh, it's probably, I would... I'm also a big proponent of like there's a difference between your favorite of a thing and the best of that thing. Like oh, I don't sure. think this is the best Randy Newman song, but No, if, it's obviously short people. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody says what what you can listen to one Randy Newman song right now, what's it going to be? I would pick this one mm. cuz it's fun and I like it. And also like you were talking about Randy talking about the song when I was doing my Wikipedia research uh, there was a quote in there about when he was writing it, and he was working on a song for Frank Sinatra Jr., and he's like, I couldn't really write it. It was just like a generic, boring love song, and then I had the thought of, like, borrow a coat to wear, Dancing Bear, and then realized, like, that's the kind of song I want to write. And I'm like, I love that for him. He's like, I could write love songs for Frank Sinatra Jr., or what if I just do, like, a little ragtime about a dancing bear? That sounds way more fun. Like this, I'm I'm leaning into this hard. Forget you, Frank Sinatra Jr. <laughs> and I like it a lot, but also, in ter- like I don't I don't get down with music a ton. Like I don't my my musical taste crystallized in like 1998 with like Harvey Danger and the Verve Pipe, and then that was about it for a while. Every once in a while, I'll hear a song in a commercial or something, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then I look up like Feist or whatever. Uh, but this song I think a lot about outside of like the context of the song. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm listening to the song, like most songs I listen to, it is just like, this is kind of nice. This one I'm like, I'm picturing like this kid, like I have this whole conspiracy theory about what the song's really about of like, there's no bear. The bear is a lie. He's got, <laughs> it's a sad kid who just doesn't want to be sad anymore. And he thinks the bear is, is out. And I don't get that from like most songs where I will hear a song and, like, I don't create a whole world in my head around it the way I've done with this. Like, Mm -hmm. this song is fun and nice to listen to, but it does, I think, have, like, this whole other level of storytelling behind it past just what is on the page, which, with how few lyrics are in this song, is incredible. Like, starting with, I may go out tomorrow if I can borrow a coat to wear. Sets up the world so succinctly. You're like, all right, this kid is poor. We get it. He, mm-hmm. There's things he wants that he doesn't have. He can't afford them. He wants better than what he has. Uh, like, he has ambition. And that's, like, one sentence. And you're, I'm, I'm already 
hooked into what's going on in the world of Simon Smith. And then I'll listen to like uh I'm trying to again, I don't I don't want to all an Adam Driver song and I'm like this is fine. <laughs> I already threw him under the bus once, so I didn't want to do anything yeah, yeah. else. I don't want I anybody understand. to be mad at me, Tristan. It's my biggest fear besides singing publicly. Which uh here's the kicker. If you don't sing publicly, I'm going to be mad at you, Glenn. Ooh. You don't do the Randy. Yeah, let's do on that for a second. Um, but I, I very much agree with you. I When I first heard it, the exact same thing. I'm like, so clearly of what happens. And I also think there's this beautiful metatextual thing with the story you relayed of him going, well, I want to do my own thing. And there is this kind of part of Simon Smith and the Dancing Bear of like, he is also doing his own thing. Like, it's not a good situation, but right. part of the exchange is, like we talked about before, the acceptance of who somebody is. So I think that kind of, you know, coinciding together is very, I don't know, satisfying for me. <laughs> so you going to do it? <laughs> that, I saw that look you gave me. I mean, it's an audio medium, but we're on Zoom. <laughs> That expectant glance. Yeah, are you uh, gonna do it? I'm trying to think of I I. I'm do trying you want to me think to do it I, with you. I'm trying to think of a way to do it without singing. It's genuinely like the only <sighs> there's one impression that I can do that I'm co- like confident is good impression. Like mm. I'm so afraid to do things I don't think I'm good at, like publicly. Uh, okay. I Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Okay. Uh, I can. I can do a dead-on Dr. Claw. And the problem is, like, no one cares. Like, that's not an in-demand. <laughs> sure. One of my friends, uh, I'm friends with the comedian Ricky Glore, who's also an impressionist. And, like, he does, like, you know, the ones that people expect, but then will, like, work in, like, a, a slightly less common one as, like, a oh, challenge for, sure. for himself. And I'm like, yeah, but what about the bad guy from a cartoon from 40 years ago. Have you considered <laughs> <laughs> Have you considered that? Um, that's so, the only one I can do, like, confidently. So here's the thing, Glenn, about having you not sing. And again, I want you to do it so bad, but if, you're, if you don't want to do it, I have to respect you are an adult. We're both adults here, and I don't want to make <laughs> you feel bad. But Randy Newman's speaking voice, have you ever heard it? Yeah. It yeah, is not you just his sound, voice. Yeah, yeah you just kind of. That's like another that. thing that I like about him. Uh, oh yeah, is he has a very specific delivery when singing, and then you hear an interview, mm-hmm. and it's like how like people didn't realize Phil Collins was British for a really long time because when he yeah, sings, yeah. he drops the accent. Randy Newman <laughs> oh. like puts on like essentially a character, but it's sort of the same one in every song, uh, mm-hmm. and it's great. Yeah, I think so too, and. I think his voice has definitely changed over the years in as much as like he clearly smoked so much and it, his voice has just gave, given out over the years, which it's also weird because when he talks sings, he still has the accent. But if he just talks in an interview, he's like, you know, you know, uh, it's me, Randy Marie. Newman. Hey, yeah. And he, I'm but like the, songs over here. <laughs> That's how he talks in interviews. <laughs> That's my Randy Newman impression, everyone. Hey, it's me! Yeah, I'll write a song for Toy Story. It's me, Randy Newman. It's your pal. You got a friend. And me, Randy Newman. Your friend. 
you know, from songs. <laughs> Remember when I said bad impressions? <laughs> Wait, so what do you mean better. bad? That's oh, what he sounds like. That That's what he sounds <laughs> like, Mr. Miller. <laughs> I literally have tears in my eyes. That was very good. Because it made me think, okay, so what if Randy Newman did Andrew Dice Clay material? <laughs> he does the, the the nursery rhyme bit, but it's Andy, it's Randy Newman lyric. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I may go out tomorrow. Hey, if I can borrow a coat to wear. Oh, it's me, Randy Newman. I'm getting more aggressive as the bit progresses. <laughs> Uh, that's my loophole, I, by the way. Yeah, that's my that's a, that's lock it in. That's my impression of Randy Newman. And can I tell you, I I think that's a perfect place to end on a high note. Except for, what do you want people to know about you? Oh, I have to recover. My God. <laughs> uh, they can they did follow me on the internet. It's at Glenn Tickle wherever. Uh, I don't have anything particular to plug at the moment. <laughs> it's been a slow okay. couple of years. I have a special. Yeah. Look up uh, the favorite on YouTube. Uh, Drybar put it up there for free, so uh, you can just go watch it. As Super. a surprising number of people have. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and talking about Simon Smith. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs>